All right, it's the Keep to the City Yankees podcast, Thursday edition this week, and uh, nothing has really happened since uh, Monday's podcast. Uh, DJ LeMahieu is still not officially signed. Corey Kluber is still not officially signed, so it does seem like those two moves are inevitable. They're going to happen. They just haven't happened yet. I'm not really sure what the holdup is because it's been, what, like almost a week since we initially heard that DJ LeMahieu was getting six years, $90 million, that Corey Kluber is getting one year, $11 million, and neither have signed. So <clears throat> I don't know what the holdup is. I don't know how these contracts haven't been signed, but okay. They're going to happen. I believe they're going to happen until the team actually announces it, though. It hasn't happened, but we need to think it's going to happen. And there's different reports out there where the Yankees are with the luxury tax. It seems like no matter which number you get, they're right up against it. They have a few million dollars to spare, a little wiggle room um, for potentially one more signing. Supposedly, they'd like to bring Brett Gardner back and get another low, low, low-end starter, which is pretty much what they've done all offseason. Uh, I don't know that there's enough money to do both things. It seems like Gardner coming back is always going to happen until it actually doesn't. So I think Brett Gardner's going to come back. And if he doesn't right now, the Yankees are an Aaron Judge or Aaron Hicks injury, which is inevitable, away from Greg Allen and his career 641 OPS, who they traded for from the Padres, playing a major role in this team. And that's not good. So Brett Gardner does need to come back because Greg Allen's not an answer as a fourth outfielder. Mike Talkman is not really an answer. You take away that guy's three-week run in 2019 and his career is nothing. So they do need Brett Gardner back. And there were reports... Um, on Wednesday that Michael Brantley had signed with the Blue Jays and Michael Brantley is a problem to be in the AL East because he's that good of a hitter he can fit you know right in the top of the order probably a two three hitter probably the three hitter on the Blue Jays because of his high contact rate his high average his high on base percentage his ability to hit the long ball as well so he did resign with the Astros after initial reports had him with the Blue Jays which is huge you do not want that to see that guy 19 times a season if the season is 162 games the Blue Jays did get George Springer which is also not great <laughs> this brings a problem because the Blue Jays top of the order I mean you got George Springer you got uh, Guerrero Hernandez Bichette Biggio Telez that's a strong that's a strong whatever top six like Randall Grichuk isn't even gonna play that guy destroys the Yankees like David Ortiz used to but the Brantley thing had me thinking about two years ago when the Yankees chose to bring back Gardner after the worst season of his career, when I wanted them to sign Michael Brantley. And then Gardner went on to hit a career-high 28 home runs thanks to the Super Baseball, which everyone was hitting home runs. I mean, Glaber Torres had basically become Alex Rodriguez with that baseball. But now that you know there was talks that Brantley could possibly be the Yankees' backup plan if they didn't get LeMahieu or Lindor, and uh, that ship has sailed. So that ship is gone. It's gone now, especially because Brantley's back with the Astros on a two-year deal. So I didn't want Brantley as a backup plan. I didn't want him in the AL East. I wanted him a couple of years ago and started Gardner. But now it seems like the Yankees' last move is to bring Brett Gardner back. And they're right up against luxury tax threshold. So they need money. They need wiggle room for potential midseason call-ups. They need it if they want to make any real acquisitions at the trade deadline. They do need that wiggle room. And it doesn't seem like they're going to go over it. Signing T.J. LeMahieu to six years makes you believe they're not going to go over it. To spread that money out over six years when it, it really should have been four or five years shows you that they want that money thinned out as possible because they don't want to stack money and then have to get hit with the penalty. And the penalty is nothing. Don't forget that. The penalty is, yeah, it's millions of dollars. To the Yankees, it's nothing. It's unfortunate to have to pay it. They don't want to pay it, which they're not going to, but it's not going to make Hal Steinbrenner 
eat ramen noodles for the next year. So it's, it is unfortunate that in this window, they're going to do everything they can to stay under the threshold. It's unfortunate. And you look at the Blue Jays, and they have a young core, kind of like what the Yankees had four years ago. Unexpected postseason run, unexpectedly made the playoffs an expanded field, but their young core is young. They're very good. They're inexpensive. What Luis Severino and Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez used to be. And before they stop being young and really good and inexpensive and they get to be old and injured and expensive, the Blue Jays are trying to make a run here. So they go out and they get George Springer, who's on the other side of 30 at 31 years old, and they try to surround their young core with established players. The something the Yankees should have done when they had the chance. And instead, when the Yankees made their unexpected run in 2017 and they went to Game 7 of the ALCS, they cut payroll by $50 million. So that's how they surrounded their young good, inexpensive core by cutting payroll by $50 million. And yeah, they got John Carlos Stanton after that season, but he was pennies on the dollar from the Marlins. And when you take away Castro's money and Headley's money and Sabathia's money, it wasn't really, it was really nothing. It's not like they added anything. They didn't. They had cut payroll by $50 million. Hats off to the Blue Jays who are going to be a problem. They were a problem last year. They were a problem so much that they overtook the Yankees in the standings for a good period of time there in September. And now if they were ever get starting pitching, if they were ever somehow get Trevor Bauer and you put him and Ryu at the top of the rotation, that's pretty good one too. It's pretty good. But that's what's separating them from being really competitive and I guess like the 2000s Texas Rangers who had an awesome lineup but never any starting pitching. But they do have Ryu. They do have Ross Stripling who can go back and forth from you know being a good starter like he was at times with the Dodgers to the bullpen. Robbie Ray, if he could ever get back on track. So they do have some pieces that if they could get better, they could give the Yankees a run for their money. And, and the Rays will be there right too. The Rays aren't going away. Just because they traded Blake Snell, the Rays aren't going away. They know what they're doing. They didn't want to play. They didn't want to pay Blake Snell. That's, the Rays don't want to pay anyone. But you can bet your ass that the players they got from the Padres are going to be a fucking problem for the next probably 10 years or you know, maybe not 10 years because eventually they'll have to get paid and they'll trade them before they have to get paid. But until whenever they have to get paid, they will be a problem because the Rays don't make bad trades. Tyler they got Tyler Glass now and Austin Meadows for Chris Archer. They know who to get. They know who to target. They know exactly who they want in these deals and they get them. And if you look at the Padres, they just went out and got Joe Musgrove as well to go along with you Darvish and Blake Snell. And the Padres really didn't take away anything from the top of their farm system. They still have their top prospects. So they went out and made all these moves made themselves a real threat to the Dodgers, and they didn't give up any top prospects. And the Luis Castillo trade rumors were shot down by the Reds GM. Uh, Apparently, they asked for Gleyber Torres. You're asking to give up a 24-year-old middle infield shortstop, two-time All-Star, MVP votes for a 28-year-old pretty good starter. No, that's not going to fucking happen. What a dumb ask. So no wonder the Reds GM came out and said it's completely false. Yeah, it's completely false because you're like a sports radio caller asking about these trade proposals. And then lastly, j signs with the Twins $8 million. Someone's willing to give j $8 million. Good for him. <laughs> I don't even want to joke about it because for the way the Yankees have owned them over the years in the postseason with wins in, in 2003, in 2004, in 2009, in 2010, in 2017 wild card game, 2019 ALDS. Eventually, they're going to break through. And it, <laughs> if they were to break through this year with J-Hap leading the way, wouldn't surprise me. That's just how the ex-Yankees go. You leave the Yankees, you stunk with them, you'll go be great somewhere else. It's always the way it's been. In recent memory, it's been guys like Eduardo Nunez and Steve Pierce and Nathan Avaldi. Up and down, you can find a billion of these guys. And so it wouldn't surprise me. Right now, the Yankees, they're getting 
they're getting threatened by the Blue Jays, by the Rays. The Orioles and Red Sox are going to fucking suck, so don't have to worry about them. That's 200 lost teams. But the Blue Jays and the Rays now, it's a three-team race in the division. And I don't know that the Yankees did enough to separate themselves from those other two. But we're dwindling down time here till spring training now about, uh, what, a little more than three weeks from the scheduled start of pitchers and catchers and spring training if it goes off on time. And every sign's pointing to that it is going to start on time. And until they say otherwise... We need to think it's going to start on time. The Yankees need to operate like it's going to start on time. And uh, it does seem, though, like their roster is pretty much finalized. Brett Gardner will probably be a Yankee. Maybe they can squeeze in one more very risky starter, a guy who you'd never want to see get a start for the Yankees but will be there. That's really all they have room left to do unless they have some grand plan where they're going to break through this luxury tax threshold and surprise everyone. I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. They want to reset that tax, and maybe they'll do something next offseason that's big. But that'll do it for today. We'll be back on Monday. Maybe by then, DJ LeMahieu will officially be a Yankee. Corey Kluber will officially be a Yankee, and we'll be that much closer to the start of spring training. Thanks for listening. I'll be back on Monday.